0: Cool, just in time. Uh, so we're, uh, let's talk for a couple of minutes, okay? Let's talk Let's talk Christmas. So usually at this time of year, I get the, you know, it's Christmas time. So we talk Christmas stories, and I love Christmas stories. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to just share a, a couple of principles. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always thinking, it's like when I'm reading my Bible, it's like, okay, what... It's not just what's the revelation, but it's what's the principle that I can live my life by in these things. So when I'm reading, uh, you know, different stories or whatever, I'm going, okay, what's the principle I can get from this to lead my life? And so I want to talk about Mary today. Uh, you guys have all heard this story. Most of you have been around. Um, but I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what, what new principles can I get and how does this relate to especially the time that we're in? And I, I think I entitled this uh, Embracing Difficult Assignments. Uh, Mary definitely was given a big assignment. It's like, okay, you're, you know, you be the mother of the Savior of the world. Oh, you know, something she didn't sign up for. But, you know, in our own lives, we're also, you, you know, we find ourselves with big assignments. And and they don't seem like they're from the hand of God, but somehow in in God's plan, He's allowed these assignments to come to come to us. And I, I was just thinking about you know the the time that we're in. Uh, you know, I, I've there's been a lot of kind of trauma through the coronavirus season. Uh, that, that we've been in. I, I know people have lost their jobs because of vaccine mandates and, you know, some people have you know, lost spouses. I know some people that have even lost uh, family members through suicide. Uh, you, you know, there's there's been a lot of those are tough assignments. Right. When when you have things that come into your life and you're like, I really wasn't expecting this and I really didn't want it. But what do I do now that it's here? And so uh, I just wanted to read our story and and see how Mary chose uh, chose this. We always think that Mary is probably this like super spiritual person, and I, I can tell she's not super spiritual. I mean, we 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 make her out pretty big, and and she is a big person in in the kingdom, I'm sure. Uh, but she was chosen by God. You know, we don't know what the purpose was, but she was just like us, right? Just like us. And so if this happened to us, would we, would we be able to yield our heart to God in the same way? Big question, right? So let's read it and let's let's find out. This is what it says. It, it's, uh, we're in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I'll just read the whole thing and then we'll 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 talk some of these principles. It says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. So, so the story, of course, uh, that precedes this is that her uh, Mary's cousin was, you know, great blessing. She's an older woman who really wanted a kid. She got pregnant. So this whole concept of God overcoming all barrenness, His promises just starts to start to flood the story from the beginning. So in the six months, uh, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in the town of Galilee. So God had some business to take care of and I and I thought is this unusual you know because we see a lot of angels pretty early on in 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 the Gospels. And so I looked up, you know, started studying angels. You know, it's been a while since I've done any angel studies, but there's a lot of angels in the Bible. There's like uh, almost 300 verses that talk about angels or where people are referring to angels. So it's not really as unusual as, in, you know, here we are in the 21st century. We're like, that's weird. Angel is like, uh, okay. But it wasn't really that unusual. It's unusual. We don't know how many times God sent angels because they weren't all put in the Bible. Right? It, it might have been like just a regular occurrence. And it just so happens that Mary had Gabriel come and visit her one day. <laughs> now, of course, it probably wasn't a, a common occurrence because the way she re- responded. So, this angel was sent to Nazareth, uh, to the town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now, I would be more concerned about the angel than what the angel said. How about you? I mean, it's like, okay, there's an angel in my living room. I always, you know, when I picture the Bible, I always picture my own house. You know, it's like, okay, I'm in the kitchen and you know, you turn around and there's some angel sitting at your table, and you're going, "This is weird." And and he's like, "Hey, what up?" You know, it's like, you know, greetings. You are highly favored. And and she's like, uh, "I'm troubled by this. Uh, something something bad is going to happen." From you know, uh, she doesn't know that, but she, she was agitated in her spirit. Is what the the word means. Um, and wonder what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. And then he says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, as I was reading this, I was thinking, most people, when they heard the word "you will conceive and give birth to a son," that would be the last thing they heard. <laughs> They're like, you know, you know how it is in a conversation—you get some kind of news, and you're, and you, you know, you, you don't hear anything else. It's just like, what, what? Uh, you know, it's like he's going to be great. <laughs> you know, the angel's going on his spiel. He's going to be awesome, and his kingdom will last forever what did you say? What did you say? And so she, she comes to him and, and asks the obvious question, how will this be? How, how's, what? I'm, since I'm a virgin. And the angel said, ah, no problem. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of God's the God most high will overshadow you so that the Holy One uh, to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, and he throws in Elizabeth, your relative's going to have a child. (laughs) You know, it's like misery loves company or something. You know, it's like, you know, here, let me just throw in this little fact. Uh, By the way, you're, you're, now I'm sure in her heart she was rejoicing because, you know, most teenagers who find out they're going to be pregnant out of wedlock are just going, this is great news. You know, I haven't thought of, you know, haven't thought of a a better thing. Now, uh, but, 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 hey, just take the edge off your, your, uh, your uh, auntie Elizabeth is going to have a kid too. Okay, well that's great. Now this is how I read my Bible. Now I know it's all wrong. It's 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 not it's not holy, but I I try to bring in like how would I respond to this? But the reality is is that we all have to respond to God's word almost the same way, almost every day, right? But especially when we get these crazy assignments from God. Okay, so she was unable, uh, and even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I always like that. Most, Most of us have heard the verse said this way, for... God, nothing is impossible with God. This NIV translates, I I like this one too, for no word from God will ever fail. That's almost as good as as nothing will be impossible with God. And so she looks at him, says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be to me. Be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. That's a crazy encounter. Isn't it? It's just amazing to me, uh, these Bible stories, because we, we're just getting the, the short version, right? Because Luke, Luke was, when he was putting together uh, his, his gospel, he was actually an eyewitness, he, or he, he went to the eyewitnesses and said, how did this happen? So he went to Mary and said, okay, give me the story. I'm writing this down for my friends. And, and, and she just put it in one little block, but I'm sure there was a massive, massive kind of backstory to this. Don't you wish you could sit with Mary and say, okay, well, tell me, you know, where, where, what were you thinking? I mean, not just with the encounter, but where were you in your life? You know, I was like, you know, were you in, in high school? You know, what, what, what were you thinking your life was going to be like? But all we know is that in that instant, God said, now is your time for you to walk with me in a completely different way. And so there's three things I I wanted to talk about. uh, When we hit things that come into our lives and and that just upside us, especially, Uh, there's three things that principles, and this this happens all the time. Like, you know, coronavirus is a great, this has been the best thing for humans. Now, I know it's been terrible and tragic, right? But we haven't been able to trust anything, right, except God. It's, it's, it's made us go to God. I mean, it's, you know, when you watch stuff on, on the, the TV and everybody's taking whatever money or whatever, and it makes us have to, like, go to God and say, God, how do I think about this? How do I think about billionaires? How do I think about enemies that are really part of me? If I'm members of one another, what if they're a child of God? Can I curse out a child of God, you know? I always like you know Jesus telling this, the parable of the wheat and the tares. He says let them grow up together. You don't know which ones to pull out. How do we know what God is really doing? But this this season has caused us to have to think differently and and have to rely on God differently. It's totally changed my life. Um it and it's been a process. Cuz I I I just it's it's been fun to kind of I don't know about you. Maybe we should all share our journey of how coronavirus has changed us spiritually, because it certainly has with me. It's uh, anyway. So when things like this, you know, this is our big assignment, our coronavirus a, 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 a assignment, and there might be more little assignments along the way. But right now, we're in a season where we're we're still being led about by others, and it might and it might get worse. I mean, what what you know. If you do turn on the news, you're like, really? They're doing that in Australia? Interesting. Okay, but if you get that assignment, if we get that assignment, or any other assignment, maybe we, there's a point of our health that gets 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 hacked up, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, my health, my health is messed up. That's a big assignment. So first thing, first principle is, remember, don't be afraid, and you're highly favored. Because we just read, the reason I read the Galatians passage for our sacred reading is I want you to remember you're a child of God. And you have all the resources of being a child of God. You're an heir. And we forget when things come into our life that are kind of messed up, we go on, man, I'm afraid. And we forget that God is already working behind the scenes in every part of that thing. I forget that. I'm like, oh man, all is lost. Instead of saying, first and foremost, I am a child of God. All the blessings of God are towards me. I am highly favored. The same greeting that Mary got is the same greeting that God gives us every morning. Good morning, child of God. You who are highly favored. I have have given my son to you. I've given you my spirit to you. I've given you all the resources of the world that you need. You need not fear anymore. So no matter what assignment we get, instead of freaking out, we can rest and say, yes, thank you, Lord. I uh, love this, that we don't have to fear. This has been an epidemic of fear. You know that. People are still afraid. (laughs) I'm not afraid of anything. You know why? There's a couple of reasons not to be afraid. First of all, God has every, every day of our life in his hands. Second, he says, don't fear. 366 times, at least in the Bible, somebody's categorized. So, so, so I don't want to not be commanded. Third, Christians aren't afraid of death. Last time I checked, there shouldn't be. Because it, it says that he's taken the sting out of that death. And that we have a, we have a hope that, that can't be found anywhere else. So, am, am I afraid of dying? Not this morning, because I don't feel like I'm going to die. Maybe tomorrow if I feel like I'm going to die, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm afraid. But then he will tell me, do not fear, you who are highly favored. Let me walk with you through this. Okay, so I, I think that Mary, if, if she was reflecting back to Luke at this point, she's saying, you know... I don't think I heard him say, do not fear, until later. Because sometimes it takes some time to process the, the, the stuff that's coming into our lives, those assignments. But I, but I distinctly remember that you should write this down, that that's the first thing he said to me. <laughs> do not fear. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second thing, of course, is, is that as children of God, I, I don't think I could emphasize this enough in our lives, because we forget. A lot of times we feel like, like those Christian slaves, you know, that are trying to reach out to God. It's like, God, am I good enough for you? He's like, that's, you know, my, your, your slave work is never going to be good enough. I I, I like another thing Jesus said. He, He said, you know, this one guy comes in and and uh, he, he's telling the parable. He says there's this story of, of this slave. And he says, and, this, and the slave owner gave him a lot to do. And when he came in, what did he say to tell him? I am an unworthy person. <laughs> you know, I'm an, uh, your unworthy slave. He doesn't sit him at the table. Anyway, I love that story. Because we're never going to be worthy in ourselves to have worked hard enough to get into his graces. Instead, we're just children of God. Okay, second point, second principle uh, and, and when we're embracing difficult things is to draw your strength from the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know how many years I've been talking about our need to understand our relationship with the Holy Spirit, but the first thing the angel did was when she asked, how's this going to be? I don't think she was thinking about the mechanics. She was like, okay, so how, do, how are our children born again? I think she was thinking about the big picture. Is like, if you're giving me this big assignment, I'm going to need more support than what I'm feeling I got right now because I can't do this. I don't want to lose my reputation. I don't want to be pregnant out of wedlock. I don't want to, you know, these are not things on my to-do list right now. And yet, this is the assignment that you're giving me. And so the the, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. When we're given tough things, and just like Maureen was saying, I find myself saying, Lord, Lord, a Father, a Father. Uh, you know, when we're, a lot of times what happens is that we're, we're like, I don't have the resource that I need. And I think part of this, the principle of this story is we always have the resource that we need. That whatever God asks us to do, He will give us power through the Holy Spirit. He will give us wisdom through the Holy Spirit. He will give us counsel. He will lead, guide, and direct us um, that way. Okay, so now think of your situation. Does anybody have any negative situations in your life? Or is it all going 100% fantastic, like my life? (laughs) Yeah this this was a fun week, a fun week for me. I, I we had on Monday we had nine staff out. We only have 25. So when you have nine out on one, on one day and of course it's Monday after a holiday, so it made it really fun. Um and, and so I I found myself in uh, as a substitute teacher in the first grade. Uh, which I love. I, I I'm with Beth, man. It's all about the kids, man. Life is about the kids. When, when I read, I mean, I, I can't even go there because this world has no value in children. And I think for Christians, our, our aim has to be about, about children. Uh, giving them an opportunity to not only find God, but to be loved in a, uh, you know, by people that are Christians. You know, that's why I love the Operation Christmas Child Shoe Boxes. Uh, we, we can never send enough of those because it's about, it's about those kids. And anyway, I, I don't want to go too far with that because we need the, the strength of the Holy Spirit also to help us engage with how we can help children around, around the world and locally. Uh, you know, this, this whole isolation thing has been the worst, absolute worst thing. Uh, for kids. Uh, again, I know someone who's, who lost a family member to suicide during the pandemic. And you hear that and you're just like, wow. It, it's, it, it just breaks your heart. Uh, so part of our prayers today, of course, should be, Lord, empower these kids and, and give them a, an understanding of what your purpose is for their lives. Anyway. So back to the strength of the Holy Spirit. So I didn't have any strength on Monday too, uh, but I went in there and I said, "Okay, you guys, we're going to learn today." And it it, and it is funny. I mean, seriously, I I had kind of a, a I was coming out of a cold. My head was full of snot, and you know you know how it is. You got a sinus infection, a little headache. You know, some you know ice pick in the in the brain, and then all of a sudden you're in front of fourteen. Six-year-olds, you're, you know, it's like kindergarten cop or something. Anyway, so but it's amazing that if I had to identify it, the Holy Spirit filled me for the moment and it said, "You got this thing. Uh, let, let's let's execute this as well as you can." And we all had a good time, and the kids lived. <laughs> okay, so back back to my last point: draw your strength from the Holy Spirit when you when, whatever you're feeling like you're like you 're falling, or that life is getting too big for you, say holy Spirit, fill me, fill me to overflowing. I want your power, I need your power and uh Romans eight says that the the power that raised Jesus from the dead that sounds like a lot of power I, maybe it was uh, it's pinky power for God actually, but it sounds like a lot to me, okay, last point uh so, so she, you know, I'm sure she knew all the ins and outs of, and the theology of the Holy Spirit working in her life. So, that was kind of a kind of a joke, because you know, as the angel says, "Well, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to do this, and you know, it's power. God's going to come on you." Know, it's like, okay, I have never seen that before. So, so what's that going to be like, you know? And uh, we, she, she doesn't tell that part of the story. She, but instead, she says this, uh, when, when he, he says, you know, nothing is impossible with God. So she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled to me. And just, just the, the last principle is that when we're handling tough stuff, is to just tr- entrust ourselves to the Lord. I think I say that every week. But it's because I have to do it every day, every week. I have to say, Lord, I trust you with my life. You are—you've been pretty good to this point, actually. But even if you weren't, I know that I can trust you. You know, if you—if you watch the news long enough, the whole world's falling apart, and it actually might be. We—we, we, you know, it—we have no idea what what tomorrow brings, but we do know that God is in it with us. And I just want to encourage us as, as uh, we're facing our world today, uh, that we would find ourselves in that same place of saying, you've told me enough. And that's why it's written for the, in the scriptures for us. You've told me enough about my life and who's going to take care of it and who's going to lead me and guide me and direct me and empower me and comfort me. And so because of what I know now, I want to entrust my whole life to you. Which brings us to communion. Shall we? I think about the other side of the story with Mary. Is it? she got to see the whole thing. And I'm sure it looked kind of weird to her, especially when it says right here, he will be great, he'll be called the Son of the Most High, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And yet when he was 33 years old or so, she sees him nailed to a cross and in that same time, she probably had to go back to her notes and say, What was it that angel said again? And go through these points again and say, I'm highly favored. The Holy Spirit is working. And all I need to do is trust Him. So this morning, as we come to the table of the Lord, thank you. Oh, nice. I want us to take our stuff, our big assignments, the assignments that we have right now that are seem to be overwhelming to us. Yeah, you guys are good. Because when Jesus was at that table, we know that He went out and prayed and said, I think this assignment's too big for me. <laughs> Just like us. We're like, oh Lord, can you you know... I'm sure you have the wrong Mary. There were a lot of Mirians back then. Imagine, it's like maybe there's another Mary. I think maybe Mary next door. That might have been the thing. But just as God's timing is perfect for our lives, God's assignments are perfect for our lives. They looked messy. They don't seem uh, appropriate to the strength that we have. But because of that, He's given us the, the power and love, sound mind that we need. So as we come to the table this morning, Jesus, knowing his fate that night, said, this is my body, broken for you. I want you to remember this moment that Jesus has died for us so that we can experience this life that he's called us to. And if we're feeling weak right now, may he fill you by his Holy Spirit. May he encourage your heart that he's got this. He's already working in the future better than you can ever imagine. And all your fears that you've been focusing on, all your worries, he has those in his hands too. And so uh, as we take this bread, let's remind ourselves as we come to Him that He has given us everything, including Himself. So let's go ahead and take the bread this morning. And then he takes the cup and he says, This is my this is the the cup of the new covenant, the new way he relates to us. It's so different than the old. This covenant is the the, the will and testament, so to speak, that God has given us that when Jesus died, all of heaven as we read in Galatians 4, we became heirs. We, the will was ours. Our names were right there. It said, everything I have, I now give to my children. And as children of God today, we can be like Mary and rest our heart knowing that He's going to help us and take care of us in the midst of whatever trial we're sharing right now. That he is going to do something that seems impossible to us, but is not possible with God, because his words never fail. So as we take this cup, Lord, we are reminded that we have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, because our lives are in your hands, yours alone. Let's go ahead and take the cup this morning. hallelujah well as it's been said a couple times today if you have one of those tough assignments that's sticking out hard in your in your soul uh, besides the power of the Holy Spirit and, and I I didn't say it but you know, the, the next thing that Mary did was she went to Elizabeth. Because God puts us together in the midst of these tough assignments and says, hey, I've got people around you that will pray for you, encourage you, celebrate with you, even though uh, it, it, looks, it looks different. So if you need prayer, that's one of the reasons the church exists, is so that we can pray for one another and uh, encourage one another. So... All right. Well, God bless you if you're online with us still. Have a great day, and we will see you again soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.